Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, we made it to a Thursday. It's hour one. We got basketball coming up later on today and tonight. The Sweet 16, Michigan State, K-State, and Arkansas, Connecticut, Florida Atlantic. You got uh, Tennessee, Gonzaga, and UCLA. We'll dissect those with the help of Wally Zerbiak from CBS Sports. He'll join us coming up in a little bit. We'll talk to the Celtics Hall of Famer Paul Pierce. We'll see who he thinks is this year's MVP. John Morant back for the Grizzlies last night, came off the bench, had a big controversy, the Warriors beating the Mavs. Mark Cuban a little salty, Luka Doncic as well, and they're probably going to get fined. Well, they'll get fined. The question is how much, not if. But how much? We'll talk about that coming up. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Sign up for the newsletter. It's great. Comes out every day. Recaps the show, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. All you have to do is put your email address in the box that slides out, bottom right corner, danpatrick.com. Operator Tyler standing by for phone calls, play of the day poll question, and, of course, stats of the day. Coming up as well. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you, our streaming partner. You can download the app and uh, you can watch for free all three hours. And our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and the other great cities that carry this program. It was brought to my attention before I turned on my microphone to start the show that there's an I-Team investigation between two Danettes. I don't know what the investigation is, but it was brought to my attention and, of course, the man who leads the I-team, Paulie Paps. Yes. Hey, thank you, Dan. we got a lot to get to today. A lot of headlines, a tournament, Wally Zerbiak. But I want to, you know, wellness and well-being, that's my motto. We want to make sure everyone here is doing well. I heard from the back row out of my ear that I heard one of the Danettes say to the other Danette, I've read your poll questions from the past couple of days. They're skewing really negative. What's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. 
I'll leave it with you. Okay, so I'm going to assume that Fritzy has been doing the honors with uh, poll questions, and Seton may be raising some concerns. It's it's not that uh, I'm not piling on Todd. Okay, but don't just, be a bully. I'm not gonna. I'm not being a bully. Mm-hmm. I just I find it's not that they're really negative. They're sort of oddly negative. Okay. In that I don't understand what could be negative out of these things. Okay. So let me give you an example. Yesterday, Todd sent, excluding a disease. Which would you least want named after you? <laughs> what? Okay. So now, but now, which is fine because, like, I wouldn't want a disease named after me. That stinks. Like, oh my gosh, you got the Seton O'Connor disease. You're dead. I don't want that. Mike, you don't want the Lou Gehrig disease. No, no, you don't want that. Yeah. So, excluding okay. a disease, okay. which would you least want named after you? And your options are an award, a library or wing of a building, a shoe, or a stadium or arena. Now, what strikes me as odd about that is if it's named after you, that's like a major honor. Yeah. So why would it be excluding a disease? Which would you least want named after you? Those are all huge honors. All right, Todd, would you like to explain? It was what would be, I guess, what would you be least pumped about of the group? But I guess when it starts with uh, excluding a disease, you're expecting. I, I think some it should choices. be. How about the one that you would want the most? They're all honors. Yeah, but in general, our show skews negative, so I kind of tapped into that. That we, we usually tend to go towards least, or what would you want less than? So that's why I, I kind of did that. Yes, Seaton. So now today, Todd followed up with, which sport job would you want least as a young person? Why are we going least? I don't know. I just which one would you be less enthusiastic about? Because there's probably a lot of really crappy jobs in sports, yeah. right? Like, those which, are all cool opportunities, but one of them has to be the, yeah, all right, I guess I'll do that, but I'd rather do the other okay. one. Give, Let, me, give me the options. So the options are of sports job you would want least as a young person. You absolutely don't want to do this. Okay. Ball boy or ball girl in pro tennis. Okay. Bat boy or girl in Major League Baseball. Keeping in mind those new rules that we'll talk about. Yeah. Floor sweeper in the NBA or a team mascot. Now, when I read that, I'm like, those are all awesome jobs. That would be so cool. As a young person, yeah. that would be awesome to do. Which one do I want least? Ah. Do you want to explain, Todd? Well, I don't know how excited you'd be about like mopping the floor, for example. I would have loved it. If I was 12 years old and I could be that close to the game, get out on the floor... Absolutely. What about wearing some heavy costume in the middle of July in Houston? You're the team mascot, and it's 123 degrees, and you're putting on the big head and stuff, and you're running around, and you got to be enthusiastic, jumping on top of the dugout, and it's uh, just scalding hot outside. Well, it, that not, wouldn't be. That'd probably be uh, something you might. I don't know. But, but not every place is scalding hot. No, but in the summertime, there are a number of places where the last thing you want to maybe do is be wearing some kind of heavy costume. Okay, just because you couldn't survive that was when, when we did the sausage races in uh, Milwaukee. That's because I couldn't get out of it, and it was crazy hot, and we had to run around the whole stadium in that. I don't want to be a mascot, but I think there are a lot of people who love that you're, you're part of this, you're part of the atmosphere, you're creating you know, crowd enthusiasm, interaction there. Um, I, I don't think that's a negative, uh, you know, floor sweeper in the NBA. That wouldn't be a negative. Not for me. What about the pressure of the tennis ball boy or girl and making sure you're, you stay with your perfectly still and you bounce the ball just right. But imagine you're served. standing 15 feet away from Djokovic. And at any Nadal. moment you can get a dirty look and like, like, what the hell are you doing? How come you didn't bounce it right to where my hand was? Wait, you so you wouldn't do it because you would get looked at or get a dirty look. Is that what you're saying? I would have concerns about some of the top players. How about, in tennis wouldn't you being... think 
God, I'm down here. I'm watching history. And they get trained to do it the right way. But uh, there have been times where there's been incidents between right. boy and girls and tennis players. Like, what the yes, hell? That is true. But then there are a lot of tennis matches where you never see anything happen with the ball boy or ball girl. The chance you got to take. All right. Thank you, John. So uh, Todd's skewing negative today. But this is your passive-aggressive approach. It's well, I always... I was trying to find a connection between this uh, bad boy, bad girl story that Seton is going to share with us, which I found fascinating, and I wanted to work that in somehow into a poll question. Okay. Yes, Seton. Uh, now, do you want me to f- flip this script even more? Sure. I got another poll question today. Somebody is really hot on defending referees and uh, officials, which is oddly positive for this guy. Okay, so Todd's poll question or proposed poll question about NBA officiating is what? Uh, they, they, Todd was oddly negative. Paul is oddly positive. Referees in pro sports are mostly inept or doing good work. We are overly critical. Oh. That, that is fascinating to me. Okay, so that's Paulie. That's Paul. Yeah. Oddly positive. Positive Paulie. Yeah. Having like a Freaky Friday thing because I'm like, yeah, going is there a body switch here. movie? And then Todd says NBA officials performance, generally excellent, satisfactory, disappointing, atrocious. Off the Mavericks-Warriors thing, which we can get to also. All right, thank you, Todd. I didn't find that to be all that, uh, like, okay, that's a solid poll question. We could do that. I thought Paul's was really interesting. Yes, Paul. I think we are overly critical of officials. Generally, I think 95% of them are out there trying to do their best to make calls in real time in a very fast game. Dan, you play basketball. Yeah, but you don't think 100% are out there trying to make the right call? I think maybe... Three or four guys in the league are really have an agenda and are me first guys. I'm, I'm talking like three or four, not three, you know, maybe out of the 50 refs. I think there's maybe two or three bad apples. But generally, they're doing like if a player goes three for 17 from the field, we're like, ah, oh, get him next time. We don't critique him. But if ref misses one call, those guys, it's fixed. It's something like that. Uh, refs, refs are really trying their best. And, and replay has made us ultra critical. 20 angles back at home made us ultra critical. Try doing it in real time. I, I think refs are getting way too much criticism. Okay. Well, there was a call last night that was a little baffling, late in the third quarter, Mavs and the Warriors. And, you know, the ball went out of bounds. The official signaled that it was going to be Warriors basketball and then pointed towards the Mavs and the Mavs bench because they called a timeout. Well, the Mavs think that they're getting the ball. First of all, there's a missed call. Uh, Luka gets pulled down by the back of his jersey. So Looney pulls him down. Plain as day, you can see it. Uh, The official underneath the basket cannot see it. Ball goes out of bounds, might have gone out of bounds because Luka was pulled to the ground and maybe it went off his foot. The official signals that it's Warriors ball and timeout to the Mavs. The Mavs go up to half court because the Mavs are thinking, well, wait, he pointed the other way and we're going to get the ball at half court. The Warriors go down to their basket. They're the only ones there. And then all you have to do is throw the inbounds pass and you score a layup. That's it. And Mark Cuban, Luka Doncic, both had problems with this. Cuban gets up out of his seat and goes to the, the scoreboard, or uh, the uh, score gu- uh, guy. And he, uh, the scores table. Uh, that should be a fine right there. But he was critical of this. Uh, Luke at one point gives the money sign as if he's, you know, the officials getting paid. And we saw that on TV. And I'm going to guess that's going to, it's going to cost him money. 
Cuban, it's going to cost him money. And the officials, I can understand where there's confusion, but this is late in the third quarter. And to me, okay, you missed the call on Luca being pulled down. The Mavs are using this as a scapegoat, and they lost the game. They lost a home game, and they are using something at the end of the third quarter. Bad call? Okay. They missed a call? Okay. Confusion? Who was getting the ball? Where were they getting the ball? But don't blame this loss on that call, because now you're making that. That's the scapegoat for you guys not beating a Warriors team that's terrible on the road. But it's going to cost Cuban, and it's going to cost Luca. Yes, he. It feels like people like refs, uh, you know, umpires, announcers, even if everybody hates them or if everybody is upset with them, then they're doing it right. Because there's a million times that you can be watching a game, uh, whatever it is, and both teams feel like, you know what, then these guys are screwing us. Yes, and that means it's going right. Yeah. Unless the umpire is so bad that both. Teams go, he's terrible. Yeah, you're right. He's terrible. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that, that can happen. <laughs> where can. It's like, wow, this dude is really awful. Yes. Yes. Uh, what's his name? Angel Hernandez. Does he uh, always? He seems to uh, be in the crosshairs all the time. Of <laughs> That guy's ruining the game. Dang. Yeah, Paul. Are you guys ready to play how much is this going to cost Mark Cuban game? Yes. Mark Cuban tweeted out at 10 18 last night a description of the play like you just described. And he said, the refs never said a word to us. They got an easy basket. Crazy that w- that it would matter in a two-point game. Worst officiating non-call mistake probably in the history of the NBA. All they had to do was tell us, and they didn't. With that backdrop and Mark's history, mm-hmm. what price will it cost Mark Cuban? Dan, you want to go first? I'm going to guess it's going to go six figures. I'd say uh, 100, 100,000. Yeah. Dang, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Yeah. A hundo? Yeah. He called it the worst non-call in the history of the NBA. <laughs> he didn't say, you know, other than that, they had a really good game. They called a really good game. They just missed that one. Yes, Todd. What if he would have said that call was just the worst? Come on. That was ridiculous. How how much do you take off of that 100000 At know. least fifty, right? Yeah, of course. So you double it just by him saying worst in history. I, I have no idea. I mean, Adam Silver doesn't look at it the way we do. I mean, he'll have other things that will factor in here with this with Mark. Um, I had more of a problem with Luca giving the money sign as if the official was being paid off. That one, to me, is more egregious than Mark Cuban complaining about officiating. Because you can find numerous occasions where Mark does that. Anybody think it's going to cost Mark Cuban more than $100,000? Paulie does. Okay. I'm going to put my guess in at $250,000. Whoa! $250,000? Oh, I'll almost call my shot. Uh, Mark was fined $500,000 in 2020 for critiquing publicly and on TV, Mm -hmm. the refs, uh, going to the scorer's table, etc. So there is some precedent. By the way, this program brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes-Benz, the Mercedes-Benz SUV. Go in and take a test drive. It takes no time at all to set it up at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Wally Zerbiak, who, of course, had a great tournament run at Miami of Ohio and uh, had a great career in the NBA, will join us coming up. Yes, uh, Seton, do you have something for me? Just reading an article from last year Mm -hmm. where Mavericks team owner uh, Mark Cuban was fined $100,000 for multiple violations mm-hmm. of the NBA's bench decorum. Mm. 
Uh, which is including a tweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'd say a hundred, hundred thousand. Oh, this yeah. is but this is like a second or third violation. Oh, of, he's had more than that of the same rule. Yeah. Plus, he he went to the scores table. What owner does that? What owner's allowed to do that? Now you can say I own the court and I own the table, and shouldn't I be able to go over and? See my table, my scores table. Mine, mine, mine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, you can't do that. It's mine. Yes, Eden. This is another article of uh, we need to do a deeper investigation into Mark Cuban and fines. Because this article, the headline of it from uh, Bleacher Report, Mark Cuban, king of NBA fines. Yes. It's from 2013. Yeah. He's, he's, Ten years ago, he was already the king of NBA fines. Good grief. But Cuban sent me a letter that David <laughs> Stern, it's, it's out in the, uh, the bullpen with the, the backroom guys. The, the letter that uh, he got from the NBA, I forget how much that fine was for, but it was for a lot. And he sent me the letter that he got from the commissioner, and then you know he had to send in his check. Yeah, Paul. Want to play the career fines game? I have up till twenty twenty, like the career salary game. The career total Mark Cuban has paid in fines to the NBA. It's a rough estimate, but it, anyone want a shot at it? I'm gonna go four point five. Any excuse to play this music? <laughs> yeah, even though it's not salary. Good job, Marv. <laughs> All right. I have confirmed. I'm going to go 1.5 million. Let's double that. It's uh, over three. I'm going to go over three million. Three million dollars in fines in 20 years. All right. It's not as bad. If you space it out, that's pretty low. And he's a billionaire. Yeah. Like, it's not that much. Parking ticket. Yeah. Did he get his point across? That's what I always want. Did you get your money's worth? Have calls gotten better since 2013 for his team? <laughs> uh, probably not. But, but I wonder if you say... You know what? At the end of the day, that was worth it. I wonder if he does. Hey, I got my, my point across. If I'm an official, how do I not factor that in when I see Mark Cuban? If he calls me out that I just made the worst non-call in the history of the NBA, how do I ignore that? Because there's the human element to this. It's like, oh, God, Cuban. There he goes again. Ugh. You know what? Maybe I'll just tee up Jason Kidd. Yeah, I'm going to tee you up. I didn't do anything. Yeah, but Cuban did. I'm tired of this. Yes, Marv. Do you think refs see their schedule and they see the Warriors? Oh, I got Draymond twice this month. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I would. I'd be like, oh, God. I got to deal with this. Yes, Todd. But it could also go the other way because now the league is looking to see if you're going to take it out on Mark Cuban or the Mavericks. Now you have to go out of your way to prove that you're not playing favorites or going against Dallas. Now there's going to be makeup calls for the Mavericks. Everyone's expecting you to stick it to Cuban and the Mavericks, so you got to do the opposite so you don't get in trouble with the commission. Okay. We're just getting started. We're skewing negative here. First 18 minutes of this program. We're going to get positive. Wally Zerbiak will join us coming up. Paul Pierce, the Celtics Hall of Famer, will stop by as well. C.J. Stroud has a pro day. Ooh, everybody brought flowers. Verbal bouquets, man. We'll talk about that coming up as well. We're back after this Dan Patrick show.
If you own a small business, you know the value of time. GetRefunds.com does as well. And that's why they've made it easy, no matter how busy you are, to apply for the Employee Retention Credit, or ERC. Go to ERC. Uh, you can go to GetRefunds.com and see if you qualify for the ERC assistance. Sorry to confuse you on that. So it's GetRefunds.com. going to take you less than 10 minutes. Your business may be eligible. This is a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee that you kept on payroll during COVID. GetRefunds.com has already re, uh, helped return over $3 billion to clients in payroll tax refunds. That's through this ERC, the ERC program. And they might be able to help you as well. A lot of businesses probably don't believe that they'll qualify off incomplete or outdated information. At least give it a, a shot. There's no charge up front. They don't get paid until your business gets its refund. So get started. GetRefunds.com. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The original light beer. 1975. Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day, I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's, you can't debate it. I would try it. No, least. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Play of the day coming up. We'll get to your phone calls. We have our poll question today. In case you're wondering, Sweet 16 games today, according to DraftKings, Michigan State 
is now giving one and a half to K-State. It opened up with Michigan State getting one. Arkansas getting four and a half against Connecticut. Florida Atlantic getting five against Tennessee. And Gonzaga gets one and a half against UCLA. Speaking of the tournament, Wally Zerbiak back in 1999 at Miami of Ohio, as it was called back then, got to the Sweet 16, college basketball analyst for CBS and an analyst for the Knicks as well. What was it like after the first weekend back in 1999 when you go back to campus? How crazy is it, and are you treated differently? Absolutely. Um, You know, coming from a small school like Miami, you know, obviously we had a good senior season and we were winning basketball games, so we had sellouts at our arena. But when we got back, I remember at like 1 in the morning after uh, flying home from New Orleans, there was a bunch of students waiting for us right in front of the arena when we were going into our locker room. It was absolute pandemonium. I remember the next day heading to class. It was just like I've never felt more like a rock star than uh, those couple days on campus. I mean, honestly, it was amazing. It was a whirlwind also with a lot of interviews. Our sports information director did a great job of organizing our interviews because there was a lot of national stuff coming in. And we just needed to still stay focused on winning because we had a game to play on Thursday that week against uh, Kentucky in the Sweet 16. So it was a memorable week, memorable time, and one I'll cherish and never forget. Who was on Kentucky at that time? They had a great team. Uh, Jamal McGlure came off the bench. Tayshawn Prince, um, Saul Smith, uh, Keith Bogans, um, Wayne Turner. I mean, they had like uh, Bradley was the center that started. Uh, Scott Paget. I think they had five, six pros. Uh, and I think they ended up losing to Michigan State, though, in the regional final to go to the final four. What advice would you give Florida Atlantic or Princeton because you can surprise people, maybe one game, maybe two. Now you get a week to prepare for Princeton and Florida Atlantic. Um, well, I think what they're doing, they're very capable. They have to just play their game and play at a high level. What I've been so impressed with with Princeton is they went up against one of the biggest, strongest, most physical and size-dominant teams in the NCAA tournament in Arizona and the whole entire country, quite frankly, and they out-rebounded them. And they also had six blocks to their one. So to me, that shows that they can match up physically, size-wise, strength-wise, you know, all those controllable kind of statistics where normally a smaller school will get dominated on the boards. They'll look small. They'll be getting their shots blocked when they go into the paint. But as far as Princeton goes, that's not how it was. In their second-round game, they completely dominated that game too. They dominated the boards big time. So I think if they just continue to play their game, play physical, they have a great chance to move on because that team is old, that team is mature, that team is seasoned, that team has been in really, really close games. Every single year it seems like they're in a final possession game to make it to the NCAA tournament against Yale, against Cornell, against uh, who knows, you know, one of those other schools that are in the Ivy League that are really top-notch basketball. So. Florida Atlantic the same way. They're an old, mature team. They bring a bunch of guys off the bench that can really play. Well, you look at these games. Michigan State is now favored against K-State. Arkansas uh, getting four and a half against Connecticut. Florida Atlantic getting five against Tennessee. And Gonzaga is getting one and a half against UCLA. What do you think happens in those games? Um, Listen, uh, I I would, you know, Tom Izzo, (laughs) you know, in, in, in March, 
the only team left standing in the Big Ten. It's incredible what he's able to get his teams to do, you know, come the NCAA tournament. I kept my eye on them all season long, honestly. I thought they were going to really peak at the end because they have a really talented roster. They fit very well. And, you know, I, I, I would have to pick them in that game. Uh, I think the Zags are going to get UCLA. I just think UCLA is too banged up. Um, you know, they've had some injuries they're dealing with. They're a little bit thin. They're a really tough team, though. So UCLA is going to have to be ready to battle, especially on the interior and on the boards. But I think I like UCLA in that one. I like Florida Atlantic. Uh, I just think Tennessee, without Sakai Ziegler, they totally just, you know, made it a street fight against Duke, and they just punked them. They really did. I mean, Duke did not handle the physicality well. Duke is a freshman type team, a little bit inexperienced. And when Tennessee got their mitt, got their mitts on them and really manipulated them physically, I think, uh, you know, they're not going to be able to do that against Florida Atlantic. So I like Florida Atlantic in that one. Hmm. And the last one, Arkansas is a, is an outstanding basketball game. I mean, that's going to be uh, a really fun one. So, um, I would think, I think Arkansas can pull off that upset. You know, what they did against Kansas. Coach Musselman is a tremendous NCAA tournament coach. He's a great in-game coach with as far as in-game adjustments go. They have freshmen that are really talented that are playing to really elevate their stock in the NBA draft. So I think I like Arkansas now. Okay, let me go back to Gonzaga and UCLA. You like you like Gonzaga to get UCLA because they're banged up? I do. Okay. I, do. I right. think the Zags are flying under the radar. You know, they've made it to the championship game. I don't know if they're that good to win it all this year, but I don't think a lot of people realize how good they are because they haven't been number one, number two all season long. You know, like they've been the last couple of seasons, they've been floating around 12, 13, 15, but they were playing in a really good league. The West Coast Conference was a lot better than it's been in years past. So I think the Zags get that one. We're talking to Wally Zerbiak, CBS College basketball analyst. Should... John Keller Perry be on the hot seat? I don't think so. Um, I just think John Calipari over the years, you know, he's had to kind of adjust to the landscape of college basketball. And right now the landscape of college basketball is completely changing. And, you know, I think he did a pretty good job this year. They were a couple made threes away from being in the sweet 16. Again, he always gets his team playing well at the end of the season. I think he's got a retool, and I think with the new rules, the transfer portal, the NIL, I don't know why you wouldn't want to go play at Kentucky. So he should have his pick of what players, um, you know, to have moving forward. And with his track record, his success in years past, I don't think there's any reason to move on from from John Calipari. I think he's a great coach. What are your expectations for Rick Pitino at St. John's? Wow, I am excited. I just saw a tweet that popped up on my timeline. He said, any former players who want to stop by um, the campus and watch workouts this summer, you're more than welcome. And I'm going to reach out to Rick and be like, Rick, you know, I didn't play there. I would have loved to, but I wasn't recruited by you guys. But, you know, St. John's is deep in my heart. You know, that's the team I rooted for growing up as a kid. All those St. John's teams, um, you know, with Chris Mullen and company, Malik Seeley and all those teams, Coach Carnesecca, just – you know, the Big East when it was really rolling as the Big East. So I am just ecstatic that Rick got the job. It's about time that St. John's is competitive again at a national level. The Big East is a wonderful conference to watch, and it continues to get better and better. And I think adding Coach Cooley to Georgetown and Rick Patino to St. John's only elevates that conference even more. And I can't wait to be a part of it and go to games at the Garden 
And I hope that uh, St. John's can get back to the tournament and start winning some games in the NCAA tournament. When you were in the NBA and there would be calls that, you know, stars would get, there'd be favoritism. How often would that happen where you go, wait, I, I didn't, I didn't touch Jordan. Why am I getting called for a foul? Uh, you know, I, I gotta be honest. I think when I played, I had no issue with the referees. Uh, when you look back at my career, I maybe only had two or three technicals in 10 years. I just felt like our referees were the best on the planet. Uh, you were able to sit down and you not sit down. You were able to go over to them and talk to them, were able to discuss things. The rules were laid out very, very fairly. I think um, one of the reasons why there are some issues with refereeing now is there is a little bit of a turnover and there is some change. Some of those veterans officials that I was, you know, where was officiating my games 15 years ago, they've kind of moved on, they've retired, they've gone up into different, you know, uh, 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 job descriptions and stuff like that. And it takes time as an NBA official to build a chemistry with the players. You have to get used to how certain guys play. You have to get used to when you know, James Harden gets contact when Trey Young gets contact and you have to have experience. And I think that's one of the issues that's going on right now. Another thing is this, the few tweaks and rules that they continue to make each summer. I think it kind of throws the players and it throws the referees off because, you know, they start calling it a certain way at the beginning of the season, then come playoff time it becomes way more physical and they let all that stuff go and coaches are on their sidelines saying to themselves, where's the consistency of how the game was being called at the beginning of the season to now. So I think the main thing, and I know Tom Thibodeau talks about it all the time in his press conferences. He just wants it consistent. He wants the same call made for both teams on both ends. And then you can't say a word and the officials are trying their best. They're held to a very high criteria. But I just think it takes experienced officials to really get those close calls right. Did you face Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was three years against Jordan when he was in Washington with the Wizards. So, fortunately, you know, we used to get some wins against those guys when I was with the Timberwolves. We played them twice. And then Kobe, we faced him in the playoffs three times with Kobe and Shaq. They knocked us, knocked us out of the Western Conference Finals, second round and first round in like three out of five years when I was with the Timberwolves. And then LeBron, yeah, of course, I played against him in Cleveland, and then I played with him in Cleveland for two years in 08 and 09. The difference between those three is on the court is uh, what? Uh, well, they're, they're three of the top of all time. Um, I still put uh, Jordan as number one just because every time he had to win a game, he did, on uh, the dominance that he – had over that era winning six championships and six years with the six opportunities i mean that is just unbelievable to me and he had that the mental game i think was second to none did he make uh, you nervous did he scare you no no he didn't because again when i saw him it was in washington and you know he wasn't quite the same dominant force. Oh, okay. You know, you would go into Washington and you would think, okay, we can get a win because they weren't a great team. You know, they were maybe a 500 team, sub 500 team. So there wasn't fear at that point. What about prime Kobe? Now I feel fear Jordan on the golf course. When I play with him <laughs> down in Florida, he instills fear in me down there. That's for sure. Cause he could play and we're both four handicaps and he kicks my butt. Cause I'm not used to Florida golf. How about prime Kobe? Um, no, I think 
who instilled more fear in me and our team was Shaq, honestly. <laughs> you know, they complimented each other wonderfully, obviously, but um, Shaq was the guy that we really feared on the scouting report. Um, you know, Kobe obviously was going to make the big shots down the stretch, but you needed a game plan for Shaq. Like, there was just no force like that um, ever. And, uh, you know, he just dominated the interior. And if you didn't have three guys ready to double team him when he caught the ball, he was going to score every time he touched it. Any downside um, but, to being LeBron's teammate? No. LeBron was an outstanding teammate. He was an outstanding father, outstanding friend, outstanding teammate. Absolutely loved my time with him in Cleveland. Um, he brought out the best in me, especially at that point in my career when I was kind of on the downturn dealing with injuries, couldn't play a lot of minutes, but I had a great role as a three-point shooter and a stretch four man. Um, and we had a great season winning 66 games. So uh, LeBron is, is a joy to be with as a person off the floor, as his teammate, and also obviously on the floor, he makes everyone better. I know that uh, you're an analyst for the New York Knicks. How real are the Knicks this year? Oh, they're real. I'm telling you. Um, they continue to surprise me, it seems like, every night out. This team just keeps getting better. Their average age is 23 and a half years old. Jalen Brunson has been one of the best free agent signings in New York sports history. He has completely transformed this franchise, turned around this franchise, solidified the point guard position, which has been an issue with the Knicks for seems like 15 years and Julius Randle's back to playing like a first second team all NBA player so uh it's going to be interesting to see what they can do in the playoffs but getting back into the playoffs is a start and we'll see if they can win a couple rounds good to talk to you Wally have fun today we appreciate you joining us anytime Dan all the best Enjoy Wally, the game. Wally Zerbiak CBS Sports we'll take a break we'll update our poll results and we have our play of the day coming up next year Dan Patrick show Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Oh, my God. The play oh of the day. Left side, got it. Play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Tiebreaker on the line here in Dallas. Curry spins away from a defender, forces his way to the middle, gets to the foul line, bounce pass, Draymond goes up, scored and got fouled! One with a foul, Draymond's got a chance for a three-point play! That's courtesy of 95.7 The Game, the Warriors radio network. Warriors, they've won consecutive road games for the first time in two months. That's your play of the day, brought to you by PXG.com. PXG, you can uh, call 844-PLAY-PXG to schedule a fitting. I switched to uh, PXG, and now more distance, accuracy, and more comfortable, that more comfortable feel you have when you have a golf club in your hand, you go, I can hit this well. Nobody makes golf clubs the way they do, period. Speaking of uh, the Golden State win... There was the controversial play late in the third quarter, and uh, this was coming out of a timeout where the Mavs thought they were getting the ball at half court. Instead, Golden State got the ball under their own basket, and it was an easy two points. Here's Luka Doncic on that call. I think the refs, the first time they called correctly, when we come out of timeout, there's another ref right out of the sideline thinking probably it's Dallas ball. Like, you know, when they group up, you know, to see who shoots the free throws or if there's anything, you know, they group up and just, you know, they they could have waited because it was the referee all the way on our side. So I think, you know, in this situation, he's got to group up. And so what's going through your mind when you see Golden State just get a gift basket? <laughs> I was surprised. Uh, honestly, that moment, I, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, what is that? But I never seen that happen in my life. Okay. He's not going to get fined because of those comments. He's going to get fined because he did the money sign. <laughs> That's going to cost him, and it should. You can't, players cannot give fans the impression that they think that this is fixed. If David Stern was the commissioner, Luke would already be fined. He'd probably take one of his fingers off, you know, doing the money sign. I'm going to take your thumb, Luca. Can't do that. Because you can't let fans think that the players think the game is fixed. Uh, I got I to gotta financially spank you there. And Cuban knows better. I don't think it matters to him. And he'll get fined. But what Luca did, uh, that's worse to me. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Pro day yesterday for C.J. Stroud. 
everybody was there from Carolina. I think you had the family tree for David Tepper, the owner. Everybody was there to see C.J. Stroud. We like to call it the pro day bump. Oh, my gosh, did you see him throw? Yes. Was there any defense there? No. Wow. He's now the number one pick. I never understood that. And I do know that sometimes you get people who they cover the NFL. They're not covering college football. They get their first opportunity to really break down the film, the combine, pro day. And that's why you get so many different analysts who are now praising C.J. Stroud. Like, oh, this is foregone conclusion. Oh, yes, Carolina's got to take C.J. Stroud. And I keep saying, just look at the Georgia game. If you have any questions, look at that game. Because Georgia had the best defense in the country. National champs. And Ohio State had them on the ropes because of C.J. Stroud. He ran. He threw. You're going against some pros up front. And he looked great. We get caught up in, wow, did you see that workout? It's just a workout. I want to see what you do when you're in action. When there's live bullets there. And that's what I love. You know, Will Levis never showed me. Anthony Richardson at times would give you the, oh my God, is he athletic. But Bryce Young did show me. But he is small. C.J. Stroud, and this is always going to be the knocker concern on drafting somebody from Ohio State. He had a lot of time in the pocket. And how many times did he have to fit a football in a tight window there? Because they have so many great wide receivers. Marvin Harrison Jr., the third's not even draft eligible. He was at the pro day. And that, that guy has to go back to Ohio State for one more year. He's already the best wide receiver in the draft. But he's not in the draft. But he worked out, and they're like, oh, my God. So how much is C.J. Stroud? How much is it that wide receiving core? And that's been the, you know, the you know if you look back at uh, Justin Fields, I don't know. It's like uh, he's got athleticism, has a strong arm, doesn't seem like it's that difficult for him to find an open receiver. Alabama, the same way. I got pros up front, pros one you know, my wideouts, uh, is this more about the quarterback or everybody else around you? And trying to be able to kind of break that down and say, this that was an incredible throw. That was unbelievable. That's a pro throw. You know, Dwayne Haskins, same way. I've told this story many times. I went to the Ohio State-Michigan game. I could have had a couple of touchdown passes that day. They were that wide open when they put up whatever it was, 63 points on Michigan. Seton, would you update the poll results? Uh, by the way, Lewis Riddick from the Mothership was at the Pro Day with C.J. Stroud. He'll be with Bri- uh, Bryce Young coming up uh, a little bit later on today. Yeah, Paul? A lot of people were commenting yesterday, NFL Network, ESPN, that it's the first time they've ever seen the owner, David Tepper, any owner, at a college athlete's Pro Day. Mm. Do you like that David Tepper, the owner, went to the Pro Day? I don't want owners involved in this. You made your billions not on football decisions. You made it in business. And a great businessman knows to let somebody who is specialized in something do their job. I don't know how Frank Reich says to David Tepper, uh, David, I'll just update you. you know, I'll download you on everything. I know it's your plane, but they brought in everybody. Brought in the missus, brought in the whole crew. Yeah. 
I, I think the au pair was there. <laughs> I think. No, I, I think that, that, you know. This is my doula. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> brought, in, brought in the puppies, you know, had the, the animals there. You're going to have to get to know. Little Skippy. But do I want owners involved? I do not. Uh, this has prevented the Cowboys from being great. The owner gets involved too much. David Tepper said, I want to be the guy involved. Okay. That always makes me nervous. Yeah, because you do, you think you know, like Dan Snyder, smartest guy in the room, right? No. Made horrible football decisions. Now, he's going to make a ton of money, but it's not hard to make money in the NFL. All you have to do is buy your team and hold on for, you know, five to ten years, and then you can sell it and make a couple billion dollars. Uh, update. Uh, did you update the poll results, Seaton? Uh, not just yet, Dan. Okay. Who, who gets who? fined more? Who? Uh, Luca for the money sign or Mark Cuban for the tweet? Right now, 71% say Cuban. Oh. For the tweet, which makes sense because he does have more of a history, and you think that owners are probably held to a higher standard, even though Luca's happened on the court. Yeah. I mean, Cubans didn't surprise me. Luca's, that one surprised me. I have I have more of a problem with Luca doing the money sign, like you know, are you guys getting paid off? Than I do Mark Cuban saying the officiating is bad. That could be after every game. We'll talk to Lewis Riddick. He's at Bryce Young's pro day. He'll join us right before Bryce takes the field. Get his thoughts on C.J. Stroud. Foregone conclusion. He's going to be number one overall. And Paul Pierce will join us and tell us who his MVP is. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.